Welcome to the Rail Market Update on the State of Freight podcast brought to you by FTR, where we share timely transportation intelligence with you on a weekly basis. The Rail Market Update is hosted by FTR's Vice President of Rail and Intermodal, Todd Tronowski. As Todd presents the information in the podcast, you can follow along and review the graphs and indicators by downloading a PDF or PowerPoint version of the presentation from our podcast landing page. A link to the PDF is available now at www.ftrintel.com slash podcast. From there, you can also find past episodes and downloads of the Rail Market Update, as well as the weekly trucking market update with Avery Vice and much more. That link again is www.ftrintel.com slash podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the FTR State of Freight Rail Market Update podcast. I am Todd Tronowski, the Vice President of Rail and Intermodal here at FTR, and your host as always. Before we dig in this week, I want to take time to do two announcements. First, I want to let you know that when we get two weeks hence, we'll be in September, September the 9th, and we will go back to doing these every week with the start of Labor Day, the start of the school year. We're going to get back in a normal cadence, a normal rhythm, back to every week for the Rail Market Update podcast. We know a lot of you uh, like this information, you like to get the update on where the market stands, and we're going to endeavor to give that to you on an every week basis once we get back here uh, through our next issue, through our issue on September the 9th. Uh, we'll look to get back to this every other uh, every week flow uh, that, that you enjoy. The second thing I want to call your attention to is FTR Engage. We had our first session in August. Lots of folks liked it. Lots of folks got a lot of valuable information out of it on the economy, what's driving it, where we see things going. Uh, definitely was worthwhile. In September, we're going to have two. We're going to have one on the trucking market and one on the truck and trailer equipment markets. And then in October and November, we're going to have the rail and intermodal market in October and the rail equipment market in November. You will want to get those on your calendar. In December, we'll get all the FTR experts together and stare into our crystal ball to try to give you a sense of what 2021 is going to look like. Is it going to be a more normal year or is it going to be a year uh, more akin to 2020 with all the uncertainty, all of the... Uh, disruptions that have occurred uh, this year. Are we going to see more of that in 2021 or are we going to settle into a more normal pattern? That is the December Engage session. As a reminder, if you're a current FTR customer, if you attended our conference in Indianapolis in 2019 or 2018, uh, it is with our compliments and anyone in your organization who has your organization's email domain uh, can register for free. We're not limiting it just to uh, account owners or account users on your subscription. So if you fall into those groups, uh, do feel free to join us for that. Do talk about it within your organization. If you don't fall into one of those groups, it's fairly inexpensive. It's $200 a session or $1,200 for all six, uh, just to sort of keep everybody engaged, to keep everybody uh, focused on the transportation markets, even though we're unable to gather in Indianapolis uh, this September. Normally, we'd have been geared up for that. We'd have been uh, getting ready to see everybody at the Union Station in a couple of weeks here. Unfortunately, with everything going on, that can't happen. But we do want to keep everybody at the forefront of transportation information, transportation forecasting, and what our outlook is as we go forward. With that, though, let's jump into this week's recap. 
Uh, Intermodal continues to show strong results. Trailers and containers. And even more encouraging are the port data. We just got port data for July and those numbers are really good signs. Service is showing cracks at most carriers, but we're still at historic levels. Uh, A lot of press was given to the FRA STB statement this week uh, to certain carriers to address their service issues. Yes, certain carriers are faring worse than others, but overall we don't have a service crisis in the traditional way you would think about it. And we'll talk a little bit about that as we go through the numbers. On the carload side, the markets are stable, but the gains are uneven. It really depends what sector of the carload market you're in, how much improvement in volume you've actually seen. And we'll talk through the sectors uh, here in a minute to give you a sense of, of sort of where, uh, what sectors are doing uh, better than others as we sort of recover and continue to, to ramp up out of COVID-19. On the intermodal markets, we're definitely seeing some strength. We're back in line. We're still down from where we were last year, but we're in line with the five-year average. And we expect that to continue through the so-called peak season. Uh, We expect volumes to just uh, mirror their seasonal trends. We don't expect to see any uh, robust growth. We don't expect to see uh, the slope of the line continue to increase at the level that it has over the last several months. We really just expect the seasonal pattern to win out. We'll see some additional volume because of that, but it's not going to be anything you wouldn't expect for this time of year. The trailer side of the house has been incredibly strong. Uh, Now we're, in fact, over the five-year average, even though the five-year average includes some impact from Norfolk Southern's shuttered Triple Crown business. We are above those levels. We've been uh, growing on a year-over-year basis for the last several months. Things are really good in the trailer business, and that is a large part because of e-commerce, because of parcel carriers, and because of the retail sector in general trying to replenish inventories and not being able to find capacity on a spot basis in the truck market. I want to be really clear, the spot trucking market, particularly spot dry van, is very tight. That doesn't uh, cut across to the contract market, it doesn't cut across to other sectors of the trucking industry like flatbed, but the dry van sector has been very tight and we've seen folks come into intermodal domestic trailers to try and get capacity. And that has certainly driven these numbers higher and held them at these very strong levels. You know, as we go forward, if you look at inventory to sales, the retail inventory to sales level is a lot lower than you've seen in wholesale, than you've seen in manufacturing. And that's one of the reasons why intermodals shown a lot more strength than, say, overall carload traffic uh, over the last several weeks. The container side has continued to show its strength through August, where you are, as overall intermodal is, back in line with the five-year average, and we have some encouraging import trends. If you look at the port data, we just have data for July uh, for most of the ports. The data is encouraging. It shows that things are are normalizing. It shows that folks are trying to replenish those inventories or trying to get things uh, back to normal to try to end the out-of-stocks that uh, still exist in a lot of parts of the country and probably will only be exacerbated uh, by the hurricane along the Gulf Coast that threatens to further uh, sever supply chains and, and further put pressure as people stock up ahead of them on a wide swath of the Gulf Coast from Houston over th- really to New Orleans. Folks ha- have 
continue to stock up in preparation of a possible landfall, and that uh, that creates pressure in the system that's not likely to go away in the near term. Rail service is definitely showing some signs of cracking, but it's also showing signs of stabilization. And I want to focus on the positive here. I want to focus on the fact that service, all carriers, all commodities, is ultimately starting to stabilize. And stabilizing above the 10-year average, above where we were last year, and above where we were in 2018, in most cases. Are there carriers that are not doing quite as well? Are there regions that are not doing quite as well? Yes, but on the whole, uh, things look very good on the service front. You know, the Western carriers, BNSF's numbers here, I showed UP's last time we did a podcast. We're showing VN this time, trying to, to show both carriers equally. And you can see that these are really strong numbers. We're up double digits percentage-wise, no matter what period we look against. Whether it's the 10-year average period, whether it's last year, whether it's the year before last, service is good. Uh, Eastern carriers, a little bit more of a mixed bag, particularly against the last year. But this is CSX. I showed Norfolk Southern last time. Again, trying to show uh, both carriers evenly. Uh, last year, CSX had already made a lot of PSR gains. And so being down, being flat, essentially, with last year is not the worst thing in the world. And they're up dramatically when you think about historically how CSX has performed and what they're providing today. Now, I understand Velocity is not the be-all and end-all and that there are, uh, there are issues with it as a service metric. But it is the publicly available, publicly reported metric that the industry has, and that's why we look at it. The carload markets themselves, we're stable, we're growing, but we're not growing at sort of the dramatic growth rates that you see in intermodal. We're sort of the little engine that could. We're increasing a little bit every week, and eventually we'll get back there. We're still down 10 to 15% on a year-over-year basis. So we're not at a great level for volumes in the cardinal markets. But we are at least trying to trend in the right direction. The problem is it's a very slow cruise back to those levels. If we look at economically sensitive freight, it really parrots the overall trend for carload. We're increasing, but we're not going anywhere particularly quickly. We're still down double-digit percentages year over year. We're still sort of just eking our way back. And as a reminder to folks who aren't FTR subscribers or aren't frequent listeners to the podcast, when we talk about economically sensitive freight, that means we pull out the coal, we pull out the agriculture, and we pull out the petroleum. And we look at only those sectors that are more closely, directly tied uh, to the economy, where folks will try to say it's a coal story in the carload markets, economically sensitive freight is showing the same trend as the overall carload markets. So yes and no. Is coal down significantly from where it was? Is it down significantly from where we thought it would be coming into the year? Yes. But is that the entire be-all and end-all of the carload story? Absolutely not. We've sort of returned to a more normal, and by normal I mean what we sort of expected coming into the year range for coal volumes, down 20 to 25%. We're down a little over that in the latest four weeks. But overall, we're down 20, 25% year over year. That's about what the expectation was for coal coming into the year. Coal has secular pressures. It's in secular decline. Cheap natural gas appears to be here to stay. It certainly has been during the pandemic and during the recovery from the pandemic. And that's made it very hard for coal to compete. 
You have inventory levels that are at strong levels, even in Texas, even in uh, the East, the Midwest, parts that have had uh, significant summers in a lot of ways. You have still have significant inventories. And so we don't expect to see coal volume get back to where it was last year, We don't where it would be on a five-year average basis. We expect it to hold in this 20 to 25% down a level as we go through the balance of 2020. It's not going to be as bad as the 40% declines we saw at the height of the pandemic, but it's not going to be anything anybody's going to be happy about if you're moving coal, selling coal, or you have open top hoppers that move coal. Uh, grain has shown some strength in recent weeks, and we expect this to continue. Not only do we have very easy comparisons coming up with 2019, we have a lot better planting conditions early in 2020 that should yield a much better harvest in the U.S. in 2020 and support these volumes growing as we go through the balance of the year. Chemicals, it's really just moving along with its seasonal pattern. There could be some disruption in the coming weeks because of uh, the hurricane because it's hitting a, a chemical, petrochemical rich area right in the Lake Charles, Beaumont, Port Arthur region. So you could see some issues with this uh, over the next several weeks as folks deal with the disruption. Uh, we've heard lots of reports of plants uh, reducing run rates, idling operations. Uh, Motiva in Port Arthur has announced a full closure. That's the nation's largest refinery. Uh, that could certainly have an effect. It could have an effect not just here, but also in diesel prices. And as we go through here, uh, things uh, you know, th things are stable, but we're going to see some noise in the upcoming weeks. The petroleum side, uh, we saw some strength in recent weeks. We've sort of eased that back in the latest week. We're still down 20 to 30% year over year. And this is another sector that you could see this number move down significantly in the next couple of weeks. I wouldn't read too much into it because of the significant disruptions that you're going to see in flows and in petroleum refining operations because of the hurricane. So stone, sand, and gravel, very weak, are going to continue to be very weak. Not a whole lot to say there. We don't see a whole lot of light at the end of the tunnel for this commodity group. Lumber and wood, this is one that continues to be very puzzling. You would expect with low mortgage rates, you would expect uh, with folks having some extra money in their pocket because of government stimulus, uh, it's a good time to go out and buy a house working from home. You, people need more house than maybe they thought they did when they bought their present property. That should create a construction boom. That should create demand uh, for lumber and wood. It really hasn't so far. It's really just moved uh, in line with its seasonal pattern. Pulp and paper, though, we have finally started to see a significant uptick over the last six weeks. We sort of waited for this and waited for this uh, to come in. Braille has a, a distinct advantage here because of its ability to, hire, to haul heavier weights than they can on the highway. You have an awful lot of box board demand, an awful lot of corrugated board demand uh, with all the e-commerce packages going here, hither and yon as folks stay home. We're finally seeing that show up in rail volumes. We're not back to the five-year average, but we're within a 1,000 carloads of it. We're moving in the right direction. We're no longer sort of mired in that 7,000 carload a week area. We've made a definitive move toward 8,000, and probably next week uh, we have a shot to get if not at 8,000, close to it if we stay on the present, uh, the present run rate. Motor vehicles, uh, we talked about it a while back. 
back at the end of July, how we don't expect the blue line, the carload line, to, to parrot the, uh, the gray line, the five-year average line, and that's what we've seen. We have started to see the lines diverge. It's not unexpected. Sales have not recovered uh, to where they were before the pandemic, and so volumes of shipments are not going to recover to where they were before the pandemic or before the five-year average. So we're sort of reaching our new normal here, right about 25,000 carloads a week, and we'd expect to stay there as we move forward. So to wrap up, some key takeaways. Intermodal you know, continues to show signs of growth, and we expect that growth to be a little bit more stable. We expect to see things follow a typical seasonal pattern through the balance of the year, including uh, the seasonal peak. You're not going to see any huge growth there, but you are going to see a little bit of a, a seasonal uptick, and now we now expect. Uh, service shows signs of stabilizing. We expect to see service stabilize at these levels. We've seen signs of it. Obviously, certain carriers are doing better than others, but ultimately, service is stable at historically strong levels. And carload volumes are really a mixed bag. You've seen some folks be able to sustain slow but steady growth. You've seen others stabilize but not really grow. And so it really depends what part of the carload market that you're in in terms of what level of recovery uh, you've seen as we've moved through the last several weeks and really uh, since the economy started to reopen in, in mid to late May. Uh, really is sector specific. They say location, location, location matters. Well, sector, sector, sector matters in the carload markets in terms of whether uh, you've seen a significant uptick or not. And with that, I'd like to wrap it up. As always, my name is Todd Tranowski, the Vice President of Rail and Intermodal here at FTR. Do feel free to reach out to myself or any member of the FTR team if you ever have transportation questions. We'd love to talk about the markets, talk about what we're seeing, where we see things going, and to hear what, what you're seeing in the market as well. Because ultimately, uh, what shippers are seeing, what carriers are seeing, uh, what intermodal uh, marketing companies are seeing, uh, enlightens our view of the market, enlightens uh, how we see things going forward. And with that, uh, if you're along the Gulf Coast, stay safe, have a great week, and we will talk to you again uh, in a couple of weeks after Labor Day. Thanks, and have a great couple of weeks. Bye. That's it for this week's Rail Market Update on the State of Freight podcast. The Rail Market Update will be published each week along with a downloadable PDF of the presentation. If you find this transportation intelligence useful, please take a moment to give us a positive rating on your podcast platform of choice and send us your feedback by email at podcast.ftrintel.com. You can find more publicly available State of Freight content and download the PDF of today's presentation by going to www.ftrintel.com slash podcast. FTR is the leader in freight transportation forecasting in North America, providing consistently reliable reports for trucking, rail, and intermodal transportation, as well as providing demand analysis for commercial vehicle and rail car. For more information about the work of FTR, visit www.ftrintel.com or call us at 888-988-1699 to find out which publications will best support your business.